You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 92. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Crackpack Alike and Podcast World. Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 92. Noventi dos. <laughs> 92, baby. Here we go. 92, coming in on the closing stretch towards 100. And coming to you today, a nice little muggy day in Lake Charles. Thought we would be getting a little worse weather than we are, so we feel really blessed on the forefront, I think, to be shooting this podcast. And we appreciate Everybody who's been listening to us, we know that uh, time is important, time is valuable, and many other things that can be done with uh, your hour in the day. So it's been a lot to us that people are still listening, spreading the word. Uh, what do y'all think, guys? Yeah, you know, very appreciative of it. It's uh, a great thing. Uh, we love hearing the feedback from everyone. And like Hot Dog said, you know, the the normal trend here, it seems like since we started this podcast, is, hey, guess what storms are hitting us right now? So... We've got another tropical depression slash hurricane coming through, so we're getting some mostly just uh, moisture coming in, so we're pretty fortunate not having a whole lot of damaging stuff, so we're very thankful for that and definitely praying for protection for the other areas that have been harder hit in the most recent uh, weather calamities. What do you think, Cece? Yeah, definitely blessed. You know, it's kind of bad whenever you have so much back-to-back bad events that happen over the year you just kind of becomes par for the course and you get used to it so yeah, immune to it <laughs> almost immune to it so you know i guess it just goes to show no matter what life throws at you um you know you can still per- persevere i mean we're still doing our podcast and making the most of it you know life moves on so <laughs> yeah guys so we do appreciate everybody listening in y'all uh have any topics you think would be good for us um we'd love to hear from you on that i think we're gonna go a little out of the box somewhat on the topic today a little philosophical question of sorts will be the topic um boxless and that is uh, <laughs> no box <laughs> is it possible for good to exist without evil um and i think this is gonna gonna hopefully steer us in a good direction with uh, some deep thought and one thing or another here but before we hop on into the topic john says he's got a comedic would you rather this week greg oh i'm intrigued well, I said I kind of have a little silly would you rather. Um, I called my brother on the way over here to... Uh, Which one? Paul! Good old Paul, man. Yeah, I called Paul, talked to him about some upcoming ticket situation uh, for the LSU <laughs> games, and I uh, said, hey, well, I got you on here. Ask uh, the kids if they have any would you rathers for me. So we got uh, I got a couple little out here today so i'm gonna start off using the one from chagrabius my godchild so this one goes out for chagrabius holiday boy hey would you rather stand or sit mm. Mm. that is a pretty good one <laughs> <laughs> would 
would you rather stand or sit? I was like, okay, is there anything else? Is there sharks? Are there lasers? Well, I appreciate you wanna, John. Do you want to jump off a high diving board? <laughs> kind of sticking this out so Craig and I can take in some peanuts here. Yeah. <laughs> Working through the lunch hour. What do you right. think, Craig? Hmm. How's it going? Well, this is like, I need to fill in the blanks. Is this like any given situation you can sit or stand? Or just like for a prolonged period of time, you have to sit or stand. Like the rest of your life, most activities must be standing <laughs> or sitting. <laughs> I like y'all are getting back to the qualifying questions, but uh, just what would you prefer for this scenario? Would you rather just be a, a stander on normal day-to-day stuff of what you like to do? What, what is your preference, CC? Normal day-to-day life, Craig. See all your patients sitting down. It's so interesting stand. because two days a week, I'm on my feet from 6.30 to 2, wearing 50 pounds of lead, giving injections. And I kind of, I like to work out and run, so I like to feel like I'm, you know, trying to put in some effort into my day and burning a few extra calories. But on the flip side, I'm very tired after that. And so sitting, um, I associate with leisurely activity. So I don't want to stand and watch a movie or TV. I want to sit. And my friends are hanging out and we're having some Craigaritas. Oh, yeah. It's much more fun to sit and chill. So, you know, once again, CC splitting the, down the middle. <laughs> I'm going to go, yeah, you know, sitting, but if it's just day to day, probably standing. Cause I'm, I'm busy. I feel like I have to keep moving. So I mean, there was a period of time where I got tired of sitting and typing. So I had a little stand up desk so I could stand and work. I just felt like I was, you know, it was easier to stay alert and focused. And, um, I think they said sitting is like equally as bad for your health as smoking. Yeah. So you know, have you heard that wow. yeah. mm-hmm. over the course of time, you know, so it's, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was very interesting. I don't have the studies to back that up, but it's definitely the idea being that you're sedentary and burning less calories throughout the day. And there's some health consequences from that. So, yeah, I've read that also. I've got a little follow up question for you there. Um, where in all that lead, has there ever been a time in, uh, you know, through your school and all that where you forgot you had the lead on and you went on the scale and weighed? Oh, <laughs> accidentally, you're like, oh my God, what happened? I should not have had that extra piece of cake. <laughs> There was a period of time oh, where I, okay. I used to jog with the ankle weights. Oh, yeah. So And um, way back in the day, and you get back and you take them off and you feel like you could fly. And so I took them off and I was convinced I was going to do like a 360 dunk like Michael Jordan. <laughs> and I was must have been in high school and I ran and jumped. And yeah, I don't know if I went any higher than I normally would. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed, but it did feel kind of cool. Yeah, uh-huh. it does feel neat. I'm, I'm <laughs> too. How about you? What'd you say? Hot dog. You know, I was thinking about, I'm going to still stick with sitting, but after hearing the health consequences, not sure how I feel about that. Um, because I feel like standing, you can tire out over a while. If I was having to do this, like someone just said, the whole entire day, you're going to just go one or the other. You're either not getting up or you're not sitting down. I think I would go sitting because I could still like move my legs pretty good, you know, uh, yeah. move my arms, you know, get a little workout in if I needed to. I was still sitting down and I, I don't think that so I you're going to do um, chair aerobics. I have. You know, seasoned patients who do some chair runs. <laughs> That's what Is that what you're going to do? Put on CC's ankle weights. <laughs> <laughs> Start doing some leg extensions. <laughs> uh, no, I feel like you could do that. Uh, if I want to take a nap, I could do that. It'd be kind of hard to do if I was standing straight up. Um, I think I would get a little more bang for the buck sitting down versus, which is a little odd for me because I don't sit much in a day. Uh, we just alluded to some four-hour meals I've had. Um, and didn't really like that sit <laughs> for four hours. So... I think that um, 
if I was just like, I'm trying to envision myself in my office or something, I'd probably, ra- and I was stuck for a day, I'd probably rather go sitting. I think I could get more out of it than if I was standing. I do have a stand-up desk too, but I'll go sitting. Johnny? Yeah, I'm pretty surprised that you would come in with that because I've been with you on some dinners that are, you know, casuals, <laughs> you know, long period of time, and he gets antsy and wants Remember to pace Mazin's? around. No, and making the laugh. The around the the yeah, yeah. <laughs> just starts jumping up and down in the middle of the restaurant. So I'm really surprised that you would come in with that. Um, let's see for me, I, you know, I prefer to stand. So I've kind of changed the way that my office is set up. So where I don't have to sit down to put in notes and do other things like that. So for me, I'm like CC, I feel more alert. I just feel better up being up and moving around. So being on my feet and standing is better for me. I think so. I'm going to go with stand. I just think alone. That, I just think that as the day would wear on, say you were at like hour 12, 14, you're gonna it's gonna be a little tiring it's definitely fun and alert in the beginning i agree i'm i'm a standard with the best of them but i just think it's, it's i don't think i could do it because you know my down. my watch would be saying hey stand up stand up I'd have to <laughs> or like my watch me, when i've been standing for eight hours at work it says time to stand i'm like you shut up <laughs> <laughs> i've been standing for eight hours plus i got 50 pounds on <laughs> oh man that was uh pretty good you gave us i appreciate that thank um, you truck gabe that's pretty fly. Hopefully see it at LSU game here coming up. Well, let's hop on into the topic. Is it possible for good to exist without evil? And I personally, myself, like the topic. Um, what do y'all think about it in general? Any opening thoughts? Before I, try? I got a lot of questions for y'all, but before we tee those up. Well, I think it's a, a deep thought thunker, like a hot dog would say. Um, you know, when you first threw that out, I was like, is it good without evil? I think John, there's a lot of different, away, Craig. <laughs> different avenues that you can go into that because, you know, the, one of the first thing, one of the first things that popped in my head was, you know, God created everything and if mm-hmm. everything that he created was good, so uh, is there any evil? Is there anything bad within that? So I think it opens up a, a lot of opportunity for different dialogue. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Um I think there was a point in time where there was all good and no evil, and uh, Adam and Eve kind of changed the course of uh, mankind for us for that, so I look forward to talking about it. Um, but hey, that dirty snake was there. That dirty snake, I'll tell you what, <laughs> gets you every time. <laughs> oh, where's the camera? What do we need it? I know, that, w- that would have been a good camera moment. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're missing think- some outstanding... <laughs> Uh, facial facial expressions expressions, yep (laughs) i do think that um i would start out with there did everything start good in in general and then obviously the adam and eve i had written that down and but i think my first the first thing that came to my mind is like i sit here today is everything like inherently good um and or even in bad is there normally some type of good result within it uh, bad, evil, however you want to quantify that. And I'm not sure, too, that we, we know. I don't know that this is a, a an answer. This is just more thoughts, too, for the listeners that we would have. Um, but I do take comfort in the fact that out of evil, a lot of good comes from it. That could be, unfortunately, death or maybe a job loss, a relationship issue, you know, uh, something tough in your life. There's a lot of opportunity for good to come from what we would perceive as an evil situation. And then I think there's just... Things that are inherently evil out there. Uh, things people uh, maybe out there. I think all people have good in them, though, as well. I'm a big believer in that. And, you know, the human flesh 
wins over at times. So I think it's a hard one to fully wrap the mind around, but I do take comfort in the fact I think that's a good place to start of. Normally on the backside of things, you can see or find good in most situations that are bad or evil. Yeah, I think um, I think about God's inherently good mm-hmm. and he's love. And everything's kind of, I think, in his perfect plan, wants us to always be able to steer towards that. But he gave us free will. Mm-hmm. And I do believe in spiritual warfare. I think the devil's real. I think his demons are real. Mm-hmm. And I think that they spend their life trying to keep you from that inherent good and love that God's wanting us to to achieve and really you know i think this whole life is is us trying to become more in line with good like god and then trying to resist evil temptation and that battle we all go through in life and some of us have more support than others and more direction than others and different beliefs than others and so it's uh but i think deep down inside even if you don't believe in god i think there's this inherent will to want the best in life, maybe as far as with, you know, the best in people, you know, relationships and love. I think that just feels natural, but I think it's because God created us and that's the what he made us for. And even if we don't believe in him, that's why we lean that way. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the free will of this world and, um, of course, the devil's trying to take us off course. So um, at this point, I don't think it's possible for, you know, good to exist without evil because it's been created. It's out there. Right. But we have a, the free will to try to, you know, bring as much good into our life and to others' lives as we can. Question and answer. CC said, not possible. Bam! <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing not, with CC. Not because we don't have the free will to, mm-hmm. to, to be good and to be evil. But, I mean, once, you know, sin was brought into the world, we kind of can't change that. I mean, it's there. Now, some of us are more resilient, and we could be as, as good as Jesus, you know, and that's awesome. That's what we should strive for. And that's the battle I think we all face. At least, you know. I think evil obviously lets you appreciate the fact that there is good. Um, mm-hmm. That always comes to my mind. And also, again, not gonna. I don't know if this is evil, but I got into a conversation one time with the Greens one night at their house. Long time. Green ago. Paul. Yeah, Shout Lady out Green Paul and Effie. <laughs> um, you know, in Lake Charles, it, I mean, it's all over the place. But the best example I have, if you're like getting on, you're on Lake Street and you're getting on two ten, it's a short entrance ramp right yes. there. Right. Yes. It's a pretty tough one. And because the cars are like coming over right there over a little bypass. And I, I got in this conversation with one night and I'm like, what makes it the fact that like, I mean, every time you get up there, I think maybe one time and I get on there every single day, pretty much from my office that people move over, constantly move over versus just like, just for human good, for humankind versus the person who's just like, for no reason, boom, right down the road. Staying in lane. And, yeah. and, I, and, I, and it, it always goes through my mind. Like, it's just like, I think that is a easy or like simplistic example of as human beings i think we're inherently meant for good like to get to move over in the thing but at times it doesn't happen either a it's forgotten about just driving lost in the world don't see something going on having a rough day yourself and you're like i'm not letting that dude on (laughs) whatever it is right so some evil can can come from the the thought process or bad evil is maybe a strong word but it does go to me that i do think that's the part of the inherent good we want to help our brother and sister out and let them up on the the ramp and not have to stop there and then the car's behind them potential for a wreck so that's just something that comes to my mind when i thought about this as well now i'm I'm with you cc you know i think we're all designed to be inherently good and that opportunity is there for us and uh you know every day uh, just about all of our interactions, we have an opportunity to choose uh, to treat people the way that we would like to be treated or to treat people in a less desirable way. Um, so, 
you know, all of those things are complicated by what happened to you 10 minutes ago, what happened mm-hmm. to you before you left the house with the kids, uh, what happened to you, you know, when you got in an argument with your wife. So all of those little things that you're talking about, you know, the example of getting onto the road and moving out of the way and just being a courteous person to another driver. Um, it isn't always as simple as that. A lot of people, you know, have interactions that they would have liked to go another way and mm-hmm. they're weighing on them. They're carrying around those burdens and it affects their, their future. It affects how they interact with other people. So I think day-to-day stuff, it, it kind of just builds on you done on how your day's going. Are you having a good day? Are you having a bad day? Are you dealing with what has been put on your plate um, and how it affects you moving forward? Well, I think that toggles back to CC a little bit too on the free will, like having the, the ability to choose good uh, behavior and down to the thought processes. We've gotten a lot into the mental side on the podcast of, you know, um, choosing, you know, positive affirmations like John and I have read a lot about and Craig's not hopping on the podcast of good old Hal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, so I think that, that free will plays a big, um, big play into the, the situation of good versus evil in our lives and how we go about doing and living our lives. And at the, I also think, um, where we sit, it, it, I would agree with Craig on the situation of evil does exist. And I think you can also get down to not just in human beings, um, in the flesh side of us, but even in nature, right? There's things out there that I go back into good old, uh, into the wild. Um, and our, our boy, what was that guy's name? Chris McClandis, I think something like that. Uh, I can't remember his name. You talking about the guy who wrote the book? No, he didn't write the book. The guy who passed The guy away. who went in. Yeah. Yeah. I think portion of that bus. book was, uh, taken from, from his, his journals. Yes. Yeah, from his yeah. journals. Yeah. yeah. He didn't write the book though. Right. 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 But that's, again, that's ate something that wound up, um, becoming to the end for him there. And so there, there, I think that that's a little symbolic in life too, you know, again, free will involved and, um, some things are just out there inherently evil, um, for our bodies, for our human bodies. Well, that came into a situation, I think for him that he was more ignorant of his surroundings and he, he was pretty locked he, into his surroundings, man. Well, he, just made he a mistake. Well, he, he did make a mistake. He went in, I think not completely equipped for what, what he was going to encounter in that situation. So. Yeah, he did eat some berries that he wasn't supposed to, and it didn't turn out great for him. So. Good book recommendation, though, John. Remember, you told me yeah, to read that book. I read right. it in two days. Sure you read it in two days? Yeah, I couldn't put that book down. It's one no, of the best books I love that book. You know, I think that, um, you know, it's tough to appreciate. I know, like we've talked about before, that it's it would be difficult to appreciate kindness and uh, charity if you didn't have selfishness and bitterness, so... Uh, not to say that you need to go spread that around so someone else can appreciate kindness, <laughs> but um, I think it would be harder for us to see. Um, and, you know, I think we're here, you know, like I'm reading in uh, The Traveling Light, a book recommendation from uh, Hot Dog over here, you know. It talks about that, you know, we're not designed to be here permanently. You know, we're here oh, man, for... You have a, my book on the 23rd song? Yeah, I'm almost done. It's a good read. Um, yeah, it's good so far. You know, we're this isn't our home. This is a... Uh, a temporary stop for us. So if we don't get too caught up in, um, you know, the day to day now, um, honking at people in traffic jams, other things like that, and look at the greater goal, the greater glory that we're here for. Um, I think it's uh, easier for us, for us to have some of those more 
generous, uh, charitable interactions. And kind of to your point, Steve, that's a great comment you made, because I think the Bible said that um, evil's ultimately going to be defeated in the end, but God allows evil to exist, you know, and let us make a free will choice of what we're, which side we're going to choose. And yes, Jesus did die for our sins, and that will erase a lot of our sins. But on the flip side, a lot of that also is us accepting Jesus in his ways and behaving like him, because, you know, if we turn from evil and accept that, then that's what will get us to that other life. And I think about the 210 comment you made. That one guy who's hanging hard on that right lane, and he's not... He <laughs> it's, is, it's an interesting he, thought, He man. is paying attention. Let's say he's like, no, this is my lane. I'm here right. now, and I don't care that you're coming up there. You're going to wait for me. And there's that sort of selfishness and that, like, you know, like, I'm going to own this road for this time, and you're going to either stop or you're going to wait. You know what I mean? And so think about the times where in life we've encountered people who are kind of, I'm saying evil, but maybe being selfish or carrying a lot of anger or hatred or bitterness, and... And then you have that opportunity to be the opposite of that. And you interact with this individual to some extent and it changes their heart, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, I guess my point to you guys is what about times where maybe you've helped turn evil to, to, to good. And, you know, I always think of it as a freeing event. Like there's this darkness and heaviness that comes with evil and being bad. But whenever you see that conversion, there's like this, I don't know, it's like this weights off your shoulders. I think about our acts retreats. There's like this, there's this freeing but whenever you sort of bring anger and hatred and sin into someone's world, or maybe you're just a bad example that day or whatever, it's almost more like imprisoning, like ball and chain. Like it is, it makes things heavy. Yeah, I would agree. And I think um, there's been moments in my life where I've been personally like either a negative mindset or talk negatively about other people. And I think that that can inherently bring out whatever, an evil side, a negative side that will make you feel bogged down a little heavier heavy on the shoulders versus again seeing the good in situations like that opportunity i think we've talked about some too when you wake up in the morning like you can be grateful for all the stuff you have or you can be looking at the the glass half empty so to speak and i think that mindset or just what you say and what you do can have a big play in seeing the good and choosing that but i do still think the 210 entrance ramp it's always been something that's it blows my mind, man, when I'm like, hmm, or letting someone out in traffic or, and I'm like, I think it's, we're designed to do that, to help one another and, and to choose good. But, the uh, you know, well, symbolism of life, we don't always do it. Yeah. Well, my wife would say that's probably just the Texas driver that wouldn't get over for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must be from Texas. <laughs> I use that on April a lot because she's from, she's from Texas. So anytime traffic's horrible, must be from Texas. She's like, shut up. <laughs> No, I, I I agree with you uh, to the extent that I think that we're all we're here, um, you know, for that one purpose, for that greater glory. And um, you know, everybody has tough days. Every everybody has struggles that they go through. Um, that we, you know, you have that opportunity to reach out and help someone out. Um, you can't reach everybody. You can't turn to everyone's heart. But a lot of times, just giving somebody an encouraging word or giving them a friendly smile or speaking to them in a way that. Uh, makes them feel appreciated can go a long way into hopefully changing that attitude and, and changing their perspective. Absolutely. I think looking around the world in general, I do think that people are inherently, I mean, good prevails, I believe. I mean, otherwise Agreed. we would be living in a society of constant um, war and fighting and just selfishness. But I, you know, we look at the storms, you know, we talk about a little hurricane coming through all the things we've had in the last year and all the response to that and, the giving and the sharing and the helping. Uh, so that's 
that's pretty awesome. And that's kind of encouraging to see that and should hopefully inspire us. You know, another thing that came up from the, that book that I was just talking about, The Traveling Light, is, you know, sometimes um, those negative or less fun interactions are given to us for a reason as a wake-up call to say, mm-hmm. hey, maybe you're not going in the direction that you need to be going. Let me change this situation, change the next situation until you finally, uh, your, you know, your attention is, is had. Mm. It's been in another direction, too. I think something that stuck with me last week, our buddy Bo Brooks came on, and he was talking mm-hmm. about his son Spencer. Do you all remember what he said, how he perceives the world? That he's not he's not able to see a lot of the evil out there or a lot of the negative. Do y'all remember him talking about that? Mm-hmm. Talking about Spencer not being able to yeah, do that. Yeah, correct. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I, that was something that resonated like really strongly with me. If we all had that, you know, um, perception or thought of life, him not being able to see the 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 evil per se that exists in the world, and he's just so caught up in his own ways. That was something that was extremely impactful. Like almost like having that childlike mindset through adulthood. Yeah. Like you just always see the good and the happiness, and that's actually a, a blessing. It could be a blessing at the end of the day. So what do y'all think, um, guys, that you know God would allow for evil or negative things to, to exist? Do you, do you think that he uses that for a greater purpose, or is it just a trial situation for us? I think it's all part of his plan. Some things for me personally are hard to understand, the evil that happens out there um, in a lot of situations. Uh, not only to me, uh, I've had instances in my life that I would be like, oh, man, this isn't fair. Um, but would pale in comparison when you see stuff that just happens um, all over the world um, that can be really disheartening. I think, I think for all of time, people that were generations before us would be like, man, the world's a scary place. I keep hearing that, man. The world's a scary place. The older we get... Um, but I think it's just, I, I succumb to the fact of faith in the Lord's plan. And this is just part of what he intended, why he intended it or how he intended some things. I, I personally can't answer. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he lets evil happen. Not that he wants bad things to happen, but we have free will and these things happen in the world. But, you know, sometimes by those tragedies or things in our life that happen, it makes us grow closer to him closer to those around us. And our faith increases, you know, the, like Bo last weekend, mm-hmm. you know, didn't really go to church, kind of rolling along, and had this major life event. Not that that was evil, but it was a it was a traumatic sort of. I think of he under, perceived it as perceived evil at it first. as evil at first, and mm-hmm. it totally changed his life spiritually, his relationships. And it's like wow. I mean, you think about a lot of these things that are, can be considered evil. Um, people that have gone through you know evil situations, crimes, and whatnot that something comes out of it and they're either able to be a testimony to their life and it helps other people. They grow in faith. They write books. I mean, a lot of good has come from that. And I don't think it's God saying, I'm going to give this bad person to you today. I think it's this bad person happens across paths with you and he's, you know, letting life unfold and giving you the tools to kind of deal with that tragedy at that moment. And uh, I think there's a lot of blessings that could come from that if you look for them. Yeah, you know, I think um, a lot of the things that happen uh, negatively are opportunities for us to, you know, gain and suffer, suffer together, suffer, um, you know, as, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ and um, just gives us opportunities to help assist one another. I know we talked about that as far as our situation with the hurricanes, you know, I wouldn't want anyone to go through any of the stuff that we went through and uh, our People are going through the same thing in uh, the other part of the state right now, but it certainly gave 
everyone in our area and a lot of people in the surrounding areas an opportunity to share their gifts, their talents, um, you know, their resources with people who, you know, normally maybe not wouldn't necessarily need those types of things, but certainly everyone in our area needed help, needed assistance and needed, um, you know, that little hand up whenever we were the downtrodden. Yeah. And I think that's a great example. One that comes to mind for me is like a health issue that, that like a loved one has, or we would get or something like that. I go to Stacy who passed away from ALS, you know, about a month ago or so. Like, I think that one of the initial thoughts is, man, why, why would she get this? Why? Like, that's a terrible disease or, you know, young children, people who don't, don't get to live for a long period of time. Heart. That's the, the heart. A lot of good can come from it. Bring people closer together. Um, uh, awareness for the disease to help people in the future. There's many, many good things that come from the situation, but sometimes again, I, I have to harken back to faith and seeing the good in God's plan that we can't see that only he can fully see. Yeah, I agree. We always talk about, Hey, let's embrace failure. Cause every time you fail, you learn and grow, but maybe, you know, not that we want to embrace evil, but whenever we do encounter times in our life where maybe it's perceived as evil, Hey, how can I grow from this and become a better person? Or if it's really affecting someone else, how can I be God for them and take that evil situation they're going through and turn it on itself and make a beautiful situation out of it by being that person God called me to be for them at that time. I can't wait to see uh, Hot Dog over here when he gets up there to heaven and he starts um, cross-examining the Lord about why things went on. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> Again, we know Matt doesn't do a lot of cross-examining as it is. That's so, awesome. So he'll be up there just saying, sounds good. <laughs> Probably, probably would have some deep thought questions for him. And you know, I was, uh, I was thinking. I think Craig, one of y'all had said earlier about like making an impact on someone's life um, for good. I think it, you had mentioned some of that pretty early on, Craig. There was a book that I learned about over the weekend called "The Five People You Meet in Heaven" by Mitch. Good book. Al- yeah, you read oh, it. Oh yeah, I read it. Oh, wow. Is that the same guy who wrote the Twenty Third Psalm book? Uh, no. No. Okay. No, he has several other books. But I've been, I've been told I need good. to read this book. Yeah, it's good. Okay. It's a good book. That kind of reminded me, the title remind, and, and or the, the underlying point behind the book aligns me, uh, reminds me of the, the impact you can make on people's lives for the good. Was that right, John? Um, some of the people in the book weren't necessarily positive things um, or didn't start out in that aspect. So um, it's interesting. I mean, it's been a long time since I've read it. It's probably been... 12, 15 years since I've read it, so I don't remember all the specifics about it, but I did really enjoy the book. All of Mitch Album, Mitch mm-hmm. Album. Yeah, I think that's um, mm-hmm. All of his stuff is good. I enjoyed it, all the stuff that he's written, so I would definitely suggest it. All right, guys. I, uh, yeah, I'll just pick that back up. Yeah, John, I think that's something I'm definitely going to have to read. I keep hearing here from multiple people that it's a pretty good book. Um and I think it's been a good topic. It was a, it was a little philosophical, something we don't know the answers to here. Um, but I enjoyed discussing around the table, boys. Yeah, I did too. I mean, I felt like CeCe answered it right out of the gate. CeCe is pretty convicted. Oh, no. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know. This was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I agree with CeCe's general thought, but I think it's a, a good thought-provoking thing as to, mm-hmm. to why things do exist and what their purposes are for existing things, people, etc. Uh, but before we shut her down here, we're going to move on into the good old weekly segment of what made you hit the gas or what made you pump the brakes. And pre-show, John really just jumped out at this. He was he was right on it. So, Johnny Boy, what you got, bub? Well, guys, um, in the last few weeks, I decided to hit the gas. You know, in, in my 
pre-married life. I did a lot of traveling and something that I really enjoyed doing. And one of the things that I've always wanted to do um, since I started doing that was to learn other languages to be able to make that a little bit more easy. So um, I did several courses in Spanish to try to be able to get more fluent or be able to communicate better traveling. And and now there's a higher increase of Hispanic people in our area. So just in order to serve the community that we're in, it would be advantageous for me to be able to speak Spanish. So I trying another route. So for me, I've gone through a couple different ways of learning Spanish and I can read a lot of Spanish and I can understand a lot of Spanish. But for me, I really have had a lot of difficulty speaking Spanish. So whenever it gets my turn to talk, not a whole lot has happened in the past. So I'm trying a new routine called Pimsleur um, Spanish program. So it really focuses more on speaking. So I've been doing that the last couple of weeks, and I feel like so far in two-week period, it's working out pretty well. So I don't have the Spanish down like CC does here yet. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, I can, I, I can nail any number with, <laughs> with Google <laughs> like nobody's business. Man, what I'm getting from this is you still haven't given up your hopes of traveling. It's, they've been pretty dormant here for a while, but uh, looks like they're, the door's still open. Well, yeah. I mean, um, at some point, Jam, I'd like to get back on the traveling bandwagon, but with a one-month-old, 18-month-old, and a four-and-a-half-year-old, it's just... Never say never, buddy. Not ideal. I wouldn't say never. I just said it's just more difficult. And not, <laughs> not ideal at the moment for me to be going to Spain again or... Going to Mexico or... Trying to get him to Lafayette. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Craig, it sounds like John might be taking in part of his segments on here on Spanish. Yes, I can't wait for the (laughs) updates. Hopefully we'll have a translator going. Yeah, Yeah. that'll be awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us today. If you do get a chance to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, uh, it'd mean a lot to us. We'd much appreciate it. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Bye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car. This You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing. Sun is shining. Nothing more I Bye-bye.